Riddler. He's asking for you. The killer left this for the Batman. Why is he writing to you? You came. I've been trying to reach you. Riddler's latest. It's all about the Waynes. If we don't stand up, no one will. You got a lot of cats. Everything about strays. The bat and the cat. It's got a nice ring. You a new friend of yours? I'm not so sure. I'm just here to unmask the truth about this cesspool we call a city. You're part of this too. Stay still! How am I part of this? Oh, you're really not as smart as I thought you were. Bruce Wayne. New Year, citizens of Gotham, and welcome to The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast focusing on all things the Dark Knight and his world. If you'd like to connect with the show, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TFRBatPod. And if you have thoughts, questions, comments, or maybe even suggestions for future episodes of the show, you can reach us by email at TFRBatPod at gmail.com. My name is Eric Carter, and I am your host, and I am joined once again by my partner in crime, my co-host, the other chair of the TFR crew, Mr. Joseph Fornerado. Excuse me. Joe, happy new year, buddy. Happy new year, Eric. Hey, for the, uh, I don't even know what episode this is for us, but you, you've got it this long without screwing up my name. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> so I, I don't think I can really complain. Um, yeah, that's the so first much. time I've gotten fumble tongue, and I thought it would be like the very first episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, thank you for having me back on, and uh, I'm so glad to... Uh, I think our prediction actually, it was a little bit earlier than we predicted, but we're right around, um, you know, to bury the lead here, two months away from the Batman. And we are here to talk about something that I did not expect to get so soon. Yeah. Uh, and actually, we're about, we're almost a week late on it now, but, you know, uh, we did. We did pretty much predict this was going to happen. It happened a little sooner, like you said, than, uh, than we thought it would, but we said on the very last episode, which was our Christmas episode of TFR, that the next time we recorded, we very well might have a new trailer for the Batman, and uh, wish granted, Matt Reeves uh, released a trailer, when was it, the day after Christmas, Joe? I believe it was, was it Monday the 27th? Maybe that's when it was, okay. Yeah, it might have been Uh, Monday, I'm not positive, but I think it was Monday, and... Go ahead. 
Yeah, it's it's like out of the blue, no no hype, no announcement, just bam, there was there was a brand new trailer for the Batman. And uh we're we're not we didn't jump right on it. Uh of course we had family things going on, but we are here to uh to talk all about The Bat and the Cat, the new trailer for the Matt Reeves film The Batman. So Joe, uh you've seen the trailer, we both have. What what was your hype level before? And what is your hype level after seeing this new trailer? I I don't know if I could say, and this isn't a negative, I don't know if I could say my hype went up from the trailer because I've been pretty excited about it since that first fandom teaser. Mm-hmm. But this is definitely the most we got. This is probably more, I don't know if it was more than I expected to get, but I still like that we got a little bit more with still it seems like they're still holding back a lot too. And at this point, I don't want any more. I like what I'm seeing. I'm excited. We're two months away. I'm sure we're two months away. We're getting probably one more uh, trailer, but I hope not. I don't, I don't know how you feel about that, but I'm, I'm really excited. I, I don't think there's anything they could do going forward. That's going to lessen my hype. We'll go with that. Okay, yeah. So it's it's this is a very interesting um marketing strategy that we've had for this film. Because the first quote unquote trailer that we got fan at Fandom two years ago was really it's labeled a teaser, but I mean it's yes. it's it's a full length trailer. So I I've, I've seen this labeled as the first trailer. But that Reeves has the last trailer we got as the main trailer. That's what he has it listed yeah. as. So it's listed different in different places. I know like IGN, IGN on YouTube has this listed as trailer number three for the Batman. Yeah. And so it just depends on which outlet you're looking at. But yeah, the strategy has been, and obviously it was affected by COVID and things like that, but it's been a little odd and, and off the wall for this film. But I mean, I, I would hazard to say that the the teaser we got is probably the most epic teaser of all time when it comes to a movie um because <laughs> nobody nobody was expecting to get as much as we got and it just blew us away especially knowing how much they hit uh, you know the limited amount of the film that had been finished at that point and now we get uh, the the main trailer a few a uh, little while ago, and then as a little late Christmas gift, Matt Reeves gifts us the Bat and the Cat trailer. And I will tell you, Joe, you know I've been super excited for this movie. Um, I've jumped on the the merchandise train, you know, with the with the whole Lego, uh, Technic Batmobile and all that good stuff. I will tell you when when Matt Reeves dropped this trailer, the name of the trailer concerned me a bit. <laughs> yeah, I can't argue with that. When I saw the bat and the cat, you know where my mind went event, uh, immediately. Um, it's well established. I'm I'm not a huge fan of Tom's Tom King's run on Batman. So when I saw the bat and the cat, I got a little concerned. I'm like, please don't tell me for two and a half hours or however long this movie is, they're going to call each other bat and cats. <laughs> but yeah, it's amazing that just putting the in front of it makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. But having watched the trailer, I will say, I mean, I think they have upped the game and and just really impressed with each preceding trailer because I 
I really enjoyed what we got here, and it's just made me even more excited for the movie. Um, there's a lot going on in this trailer that I can't. I think gives us a little more leaning, uh, leads us into what the story is going to be a little bit more than the past two trailers. So, Joe, I, just off the top, is there anything out of the trailer that really stuck out to you that you want to bring up? Well, I mean, just with the with the title, we get a lot of Catwoman in this trailer. And I think mm. Zoe Kravitz, you're seeing her personality come out very much in this trailer. Um, not necessarily her as an actress, but uh, the the character personality. And I'm loving what I'm seeing. I love the the different disguises slash wardrobes and everything she's bringing to it. And the the little bit of humor or sass that she has in the trailer is really cool to see their interactions. Um, that was the biggest takeaway for me along with some little Riddler stuff too. Yeah. I think, um, I, I think Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman is going to be an even bigger in, integral part of the movie than I thought she was going to be. From what I see in this trailer, because it looks like it looks like a huge plot point of the movie is going to be the interaction between, you know, Pattinson's Batman and Kravitz's Catwoman. It looks like there's a lot of scenes where they work together, which is interesting. But it also looks like there's that dynamic of can he trust her or can he not? I love this. The little scene we get in the trailer where um, Andy Serkis' Alfred asks him, oh, it, it appears you have a new friend. And his answer is, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I like that. That's That fits the, the Batman-Catwoman dynamic very well. Yeah, and I prefer uh, it to stay that way for the first movie, if I'm being honest. I don't want, I don't want a full team up this early. And again, if it happens, it happens. Um, but I like that. Is she, isn't she an ally dynamic with the two of them? Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a shaky alliance. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's interesting, and I like that. And I, and I hope, like you said, I hope that stays through the first film. Maybe even at the end of the film, like, I wouldn't mind it if at the end of the film he figures out, okay, I can trust her. Or I would he, love at the end of the film he thinks he can trust her, and then, like, the little stinger at the end is her, like, stealing something. Like... Just oh yeah, to, of to, course. I mean, stay Catwoman, but yes. you know, make it that where she's not an out and out hero, but mm-hmm. he knows that if he needs her, she's there. Exactly. And that's what it seems like we're getting is like you said an uneasy alliance because of what the Riddler is doing. And mm-hmm. they are forced to both, you know, assist for the greater good because obviously the Riddler needs to be stopped and he looks, you know, not to to jump around too much, but the Riddler in this trailer is giving you a reason as to why they have to work together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, we could we could talk about that because I just wanted to. We're not going to hit beat by beat of this trailer. I just kind of wanted to talk general what we thought of everything in it and of uh, the Riddler. I think this is, even though we don't see him in, in per, we don't see his face in the trailer again. Um, Matt Reeves is keeping that very close to the vest. I don't, I don't know exactly where he's going um, with his reveal of the Riddler, but that'll be interesting. But we hear one thing I was really excited about is we actually hear the name, the Riddler over and over and over again in this trailer. 
So it seems like at least so far as the name, they're leaning into the comic book aspect of, okay, he is a real threat. We're not, you know, we're not going to call him Edward Nashton the whole movie. He's the Riddler. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Gotham is terrified of this Riddler and everything that he's doing. He's got kind of uh, he's got a, a grip on Gotham, uh, at, at least so far as it appears in the trailer. And I got I mean, not total overall, but I got kind of um, zero year vibes out of that. Absolutely. What about that's you? OK, good. <laughs> I was hoping I wasn't yeah. on an island there. No, I mean, I think with everything going on in this trailer, it's very easy to come up with zero year. And I think we've speculated that for a while. But mm. this trailer, with everything going on, him kind of taking over the city um, in an early, you know, an early meeting between the two. I get zero year vibes from that. And we get the the obvious Telltale, uh, Telltale series vibes as we've been getting, I think we get that a little more even as another big influence. We assume, and again, I, it might not be, I actually wanted to ask you, and I hope I'm not going too far into this, but when they, we got a little bit more into Alfred lying to Bruce about something. Do you assume that's about the parents? Correct. I think that's what everybody is kind of assuming right now, because there's, there's a lot of imagery about uh, the Wayne crest because you see his his lapel several times with the yep. W on it. Yep. Um, and then you know we get those we get those comments about kind of his past, and yes. we we get that scene where he tells Alfred that he knows he's lied that Alfred has lied to him. We're talking about Bruce, of course. Bruce says Alfred, you know you you've lied to me. So. It does make me wonder if they're going kind of that um, the Waynes have a dirty past kind of thing that's being speculated a lot. What I'll ask you, what do you think of that if that's the, the direction they're going? Well, that's the one thing we haven't seen in any of the trailers is let's not forget John Turturro is playing Alberto Falcone. Um, I'm sorry, not Alberto Falcone. Um, Carmine Falcone. Mm-hmm. So... Carmine Falcone, Carmine Falcone, however you want to say it. So I'm going to assume it has something to do with him. And I'm very curious if they're going to go the long Halloween route more than they're going to go the Telltale series route. Mm -hmm. And that could be a difference or something kind of in between. I don't know. And I'm okay with either one. We've seen how many interpretations of the Waynes being you know, the beacon of hope in Gotham, great people, good people. I, I might be more, I don't want to say more interested, but I'm, I'm intrigued about maybe, and I've never played the full telltale series. I I only played, I think the first season. So I never really got into exactly what his father was involved in, but I like the idea of maybe, even if it's something like his father made a mistake where he's not necessarily a bad person, but he might've done something that was a little iffy. And Bruce is now trying to correct that wrong as opposed to live an honorable life like his father. I I think that could be very interesting. Yeah. I, if they go the long Halloween route, I mean, honestly, that's, that's more what I prefer. I don't mind shades of gray with the Wayne family. Um, but I prefer it if it's like, 
Thomas Wayne has some things in his past that are that are kind of murky, but it's because he was doing what he thought he was right Ver- exactly. versus Thomas Wayne just being a jerk. Yeah, that, even in Bruce's perspective, if Bruce thinks he was wrong, but it's more of a gray area, I still think that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I love the situation in a long Halloween where you know they they the Falcone family is tied to the Wayne family because the Falcones or Falcones, however you want to say it, owe the Waynes a debt because of what happened, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, Thomas Wayne saved Carmine's life. Yeah, I kind of like that. Uh, where it kind of ties them to the Falcon, the Waynes to the Falcones, and it makes it appear that there's some dirty business there when really it's just it was very noble reasoning. That I don't mind. If again, if they make the Waynes just flat out jerks, that's to me that's a little bit of a step too far. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't want them to be jerks. I'd prefer it to be more of a gray area, or even if it's something where maybe. Even Alfred thought they were doing something terrible, and maybe Bruce comes to find out it wasn't as terrible as they thought. Where, yeah. you know, something is revealed later on, or who knows? Well, like, like, and I don't even mind if it's a perspective thing. Like for me, yeah. the Thomas Wayne in the Joker movie was a perspective thing. And I think a lot of people miss that point where everybody – a lot of people don't like that portrayal because, ah, they just made Thomas Wayne a jerk. In my opinion, when you get that scene at the end of the movie, and I'm not trying to make this about Joker, but just trying to make a point, when you see that not everything that you've seen in this movie is as, is as it appears, I think that was a perspective thing. That wasn't Thomas Wayne. That was how – Arthur Fleck or Joker wanted to see Thomas Wayne. Yeah. So if it's something like that, I don't mind it, but <laughs> I want that. I want that point to be made. Hey, this is perspective. This may not be reality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I got in the weeds there, but I don't no, know. I it, it, it's a touchy subject when it comes to the Wayne family and, and Batman fandom. A lot of people are, you know, iffy about it. But, yeah, a lot um, of people don't like gray areas with Batman, period. So yeah, it's very true. <laughs> everything is kind of controversial when it comes to stuff like that. But I think it's uh, – is it controversial for me to say it's safer to go gray with the Waynes instead of going gray with Batman? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it depends on, on your take. I mean, you know, because – well, if Batman kills, it's all over with anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we won't yes. go down that road. Yeah, we won't do that. But so far as uh, so the more of the of the Riddler that we saw in the trailer, I love that um, you see all these traps. You know that it, it, you don't actually see the traps, but you see the makings of all these things that Riddler is setting up for Batman, and you even find out that at least the way the trailer is cut. That um, Riddler apparently knows Batman's identity, which was interesting to me. What did you think of that? I guess I kind of assumed that was going to be the case with everything going on with the Waynes. 
So mm. I wasn't really that surprised by it, but I'm curious to see how he knows that. Well, so it makes sense to me with Riddler being, you know, basically the smartest man alive. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense that he would be able to figure out who Batman is. I like the take, and if they don't do this, it's fine. It's not like everything that I like has to be in the movie for me to enjoy it, uh, which I know is a is a uh, strange concept for some. But <laughs> I know where you're going with this too. Do you? I'm gonna say you like that he 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 knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman, but. If he tells anyone, then it ruins it for him. He's no longer the only person that knows exactly to himself. Yeah. Exactly, because knowledge is power for the Riddler. So him yeah. knowing him knowing things that no one else knows is so valuable to him. Yes, but I also part of me also thinks that he's probably going to die by the end of this film <laughs> because you think so. Uh, just the way that the film is. I mean, I don't want that to be the case. But it, I am one of those people that sometimes I'm like, oh, if they know who Batman is, it's probably not going to make it out alive in this type of toned film. Yeah, but see, I can see Riddler uh, off of that conversation that we just had. I can see Riddler being the one that you can keep alive and still have him know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yes, I, I agree with that because I think that is the he's one of the few characters because of what you just said that you could do that. Mm hmm. And uh, honestly, and I don't want him to die because I would love to see him come back. I think exactly. And, and, yeah. and he doesn't even have to come back in future movies, but I would love to see a Batman or a superhero movie. And we've, we've seen a few, but one of these movies where the villain doesn't die at the end. Yeah. I think that's it, one thing that I enjoy so much about like Spider-Man homecoming, because I don't want to see the vulture die because then you, know, you don't have that option on the table anymore. And which I, I guess, which I guess, in, with No Way Home, that really that's not a problem anymore. <laughs> well, in and in recent years, a lot of films have kept the villain alive, mm-hmm. where that was kind of a trope back in the day, where the villain had to die by the end of the film. Oh yeah, because I mean, if if you were a Keaton Batman villain, you were done. <laughs> well, even <laughs> in the Dark Knight trilogy, the only death in the films, I guess, were in Dark Knight Rises, which they knew they weren't making anymore. Yeah, so Rod so begins. Right. Yeah, so they kind of had their cake and ate it too with that yeah. that trilogy. Um, but so far as uh, other things in the trailer that I really enjoyed, of course, the Batmobile chase. We which I don't think we saw anything really new or groundbreaking except for the uh, the POV perspective of the car flipping. Yeah, which I it's thought like was awesome. Jobs. Mm-hmm. Say that. So, what'd you say? Just different uh, angles, different shots of the same chase. Yeah, I I agree. the The POV shot was great. Seeing Penguin's face too from that mm-hmm. was really cool. But yeah, yeah, just a a bunch of different, really, um, like cool cinematography. Different different shots of different action. That the action in this film looks really good. It does. Yeah, I mean the the film is. I mean, regardless of of what you think of some choices made or how the costumes look or things like that, which we're going to get into in a minute, but I don't think it can be argued that this film is beautifully shot. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looks gorgeous. I mean, it's just the trailers and the looks we've got, the the fight scenes and the chases and just things like that. And Batman, 
you know, falling with his cape billowing. Oh, it's beautiful shot. Oh yeah. The shot of him jumping off the, uh, whether it be a gargoyle or, or whatever it is on top of that, that huge skyscraper in Glasgow, which we know it's in Glasgow. Cause I, I think that's where we saw some of the set photos from mm-hmm. like two years ago. That shot is so cool. And, and again, like you said, aesthetics aside, there are some really great comic book shots in this film. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. trailer. Actually. Yeah, there absolutely are. I mean, there's, there's some stuff that it looks like I saw somebody um, on Twitter, I think describe this as like a, a black label comic. I could see that. And it does. It, <laughs> I mean, it does remind me of maybe like a, a, a Libra Mayho Batman comic. Just, you know, outside of continuity, which, again, as I've said thousands of times, I look at these movies as Elseworld tales anyway. So if, you know, I I appreciate them doing. Yeah, exactly. It's a take and I enjoy them doing something different. So um, but anything else, Joe, that you that you think we're forgetting from the trailer that you want to bring up or mention? Um. I don't think so. No, I, I think the the cool stuff with the the Riddler traps. I think it's almost like a the, the first thing I thought of was it's a it's a very sadistic take on Batman sixty six. It's like oh you know those cheesy traps that were in Batman sixty six. Well, we're gonna make them just totally insane and scary. Mm-hmm. That's with, and as a kid, that's what they were. <laughs> but in this. They're... Which is kind of like an evolution of what they did in the animated series. Mm-hmm. Or in, you know, some of the more recent um, Batman comics with the Riddler. Like I know, the uh, like with the War of Jokes and Riddles. Even though I'm not a huge fan of the Tom King run, there are some great Riddler traps in that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a nice evolution of the Riddler character to... You know, from all the way back from the Frank Gorshin days to to now today, to make him kind of a a psychotic, you know, serial killer, like almost kind of like a jigsaw type. Yes, not quite that far. It doesn't appear. I don't think he's going to be putting people in reverse bear traps on their heads or anything like that. But <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what he's going to be doing. That's true. Uh, but. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really enjoy where they appear to be going uh, with the Riddler. I uh, one, one more thing I did want to bring up is just going all the way back to the Catwoman and Batman dynamic. I love at the end of the uh, close to the end of the trailer um, when she says, "Come on, vengeance! Let's <laughs> let's get into some let, what she say. Let's get into some trouble or something like that." Yeah, I think so. I don't remember the exact line, but yeah. I love that she calls him vengeance. Yeah, it's almost like she's just she's having fun with him. She's teasing him a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and which makes I thought you were going to say the nine lives thing because I love that line too. Oh, that was great too. <laughs> it made me wonder if they're good. I, I doubt they will, but it, it made me think of uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Nine Lives in yeah. Batman Returns. I don't think they're going to go that way. I I personally hope they don't because I don't think that would fit. No, but I think I, it was just a coy little joke, but. But I love that that little joke with that, and because it did seem like they they showed some some really great situational humor in this. Yeah, um, I I heard someone describe it as kind of more Nolan humor, and I don't think so. I think it's a little more. I don't know. I think it's a it's a little more upfront humor than the than the subtle 
very subtle humor that Nolan used, but I don't know. We'll have to see when the film gets here. Yeah. Uh, but the vengeance thing, it made me wonder, like, was Catwoman around when he said I'm vengeance or does he just walk around calling himself vengeance through the, <laughs> through the yeah. movie? So we'll yeah, see. We'll That's what's so fun about trailers is you so much stuff is just completely out of context that it's fun when you when you go see the film, you're like, oh, so this is what was really happening or you get to see all that later on. Well, and that's the cool thing now is, I mean, it felt like it felt like even though we had gotten trailers before, it felt like the the day that Matt Reeves released this, it's like, OK, boom, we are officially on the road to the Batman. Yes, because this is the would you say this is the first story trailer where we got more about. I mean, we still don't, I mean, we always knew the story was going to be Riddler toying with Batman and, you know, basically holding Gotham hostage or whatever. but. It just seems like we got a lot more dialogue in this trailer, which usually happens more in the as we get closer to the film, we get the story trailers. Yeah, I, I I do agree with you. I think this is kind of the first quote unquote story trailer. I think the the teaser and then the last trailer we got were very action heavy. Mm-hmm. And this one we got a little bit more of the dynamic between the characters and and we yeah, a little a little more to chew on and, and to think about in this one. I'll agree with you there. But anyway, unless you have something else, uh, moving on, I did want to, because we really haven't dove into it yet, uh, we kind of teased here and there, but talking about the aesthetics of the film, because I know this is a hot button topic, and I just kind of wanted to, before the film comes out, because that's going to be the ultimate test of, of how all of this works with the story and the aesthetic and just how everything ties together. But just from what we have now, I wanted to talk about how the film looks and and our opinions on it because I think this is one of the I think this is one of the very few things that me and you kind of are a little farther apart on than most things. So just your perspective, what is your outlook on how the characters look and how the costumes look and how the Batmobile looks and everything like that? What is your view on the aesthetics, Joe? Well, as far as me and you being far apart, I, I don't think I'm I'm not against the aesthetics. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I I just I can look past the aesthetics where they don't bother me. Even some like let's say the obvious comparison is the Nolan films. At face value, to me, the dark knight batsuit. Mm-hmm. would not be an aesthetically pleasing bat suit in a film just at face value no context if you showed me that without ever seeing the dark knight and i don't remember how i felt back then because it was a different time but now i'd look at that and say uh, i don't know because the batman begins suit to me was a perfect um like happy medium and mm-hmm. back then that was all we got we didn't expect anything else back then where the dark night suit kind of went in its own direction here. I will say it works for the tone of the film of what they're doing between the bat suit between, you know, the Catwoman costume, even uh, honestly, the one that I'm okay with the most is the Riddler costume. I know that's gotten a lot of crap. I think the Riddler costume in this is very intriguing. I want to know why we're seeing this suit but 
to be the negative side of this. And mm-hmm. this is not going to make people happy. I've said this to you from day one. Imagine this film with this tone and this action and everything being exactly the same as is as far as script, cinematography, tone, blah, 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 whatever you want to call it. But Zack Snyder and is it Michael Wilkerson doing the costumes? <laughs> I mean, that like take this exact film. Mm-hmm. But give me the Zack Snyder perspective of, yeah, I don't care if it makes sense or not. This is their suit in the comics. I'm putting it in there and I'm going to find a way for it to work. And I think that's where I would have been happier. But that's not what we're getting. And I'm not going to sit here and cry about what could have been or what I prefer because I'm not making the movie. And mm-hmm. As awesome as that would be, because I think Zach would find a way to make the Riddler, you know, look menacing in the stupid bowler hat and the, you know, some crazy green suit and, you know, just put Batman in a, a comic accurate costume and, and put Catwoman in a better looking type thing. Again, that's not the film we're getting and I'm over it. You know, it's it is what it is. I don't have a problem with what we're getting. I really mm. don't. And that's kind of where I'm at. So you know what is the the most interesting about that, Joe, that you just brought up? Is the biggest part that we're opposite on there is the Riddler. <laughs> because as much as you don't mind him, that is the part of the film, as just aesthetically, because I love everything else we see about him, you know, or or that we know from the trailers about him. I love that he's setting up these traps. I love that he's menacing, and I love that he's so smart, and he already knows who Bruce Wayne is, and... All that, blah, 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 blah. But I don't like the way he looks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that's, you know, it's it doesn't stick in my craw. And I'm like, oh, God, I hate the way he looks. It just, this isn't my Riddler, blah, 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 blah. That I'm, I'm not there. I just, to me, he doesn't, he doesn't look like the Riddler. And I'm sorry, I'm going to agree with the people that say, if he didn't have a question mark on his chest, I wouldn't know who he was. You know, I, I agree with that. My argument for that would be, and this might sound dismissive, mm-hmm. but he does have a question mark on his chest. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and that's why I'm not as concerned about it because I also yeah. don't want to be the person that tries to pigeonhole Matt Reeves into what I think the film should yeah. be, you know, oh. because I heard, and I can't even remember who said it, but one quote that that has really stuck with me is when you let speculation become expectation, then you're bound to be disappointed. Oh, that's, that's a great line. I don't know who said it, but that is very, very true. And that's why I always like, I don't even try to speculate a lot of the times because I don't want to be disappointed that it didn't happen or, I get my hopes up so much and and that's why I even try to watch a film twice before I make a judgment on it because the first time you watch a film, your expectations are there Mm -hmm. where the second time you watch a film, there are no expectations because you know there are, but they're changed now because you already saw the film once. Yeah. And then you can just either enjoy it or, you know, just take it in for what it is. Yes. So I, I agree with you there, but yeah, so 
while I'm not a huge fan of the way he looks, and and I'll be honest, I'm probably not going to buy any statues or action figures of this Riddler. Um, I am completely willing to to go for the ride and to see what Matt Reeves has for us and to see. I mean, who knows? We could go into this film and he could make it just make so much sense that I'm like, okay, I'm fully on board. I like I you know I like the choices they made here, but outside of that. I love almost everything else visually about this this take. I love the suit. It took me a while to warm up to. I think what really sold it for me, and it's funny because it's not even an actual image of, of Pattinson, but the Jim Lee drawing of Pattinson's Batman that he did for Fandom, mm-hmm. that sold it for me. I, I completely love this look. Um it kind of it, it does remind me of a Libermejo drawing, just the way the bat suit looks and the pa- and it it's not exactly the segmented paneled look of the Dark Knight suit because I'll be honest, I like this suit more than the Dark Knight suit. I um, actually agree with you there. I I think this looks better as a bat suit um, than the Dark Knight suit. I love that they gave him a way to turn his head, but also I love ga- the collar. The collar I, is my favorite part about the suit. Yeah, the collar gives him that uh, that aggressive kind of thick-necked panther kind of silhouette, but it also gives him the ability to move his head, which I think is the best of both worlds. Yes, I agree with that completely. So the suit I'm I'm fully on board with. Now I think the thing that me and you probably disagree with more than anything is the Batmobile. Because I am over the moon about this Batmobile. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. I am 100% a gearhead. I love muscle cars. I love old school muscle cars. Um, and it makes sense to me that Batman would, especially an early Batman, would trick out a an old school muscle car and just make it this Mad Max style, indestructible, insane machine. Mm-hmm. And I love right. it. <laughs> so I'm gonna, and I'm I'm gonna mess with you a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Your argument for the Riddler is much more valid for the Batmobile <laughs> than it is for the Riddler, in my opinion. And and that is probably my bias. Yeah, because I'm uh, thinking to myself, wait a second. So you mean to tell me you could look at this Batmobile pretending you didn't know it was a Batmobile? Like, that's where, again, it's so superficial and so stupid. But I'm also not a car guy. So if, to me, that car doesn't mean anything to me. I like the ridiculousness of our past Batmobiles. And mm-hmm. even even the the 66 Batmobile which looks more like a car, I guess because it's so beloved as the Batmobile, it's just the Batmobile to us, but it also it has two bat logos on the side. It has a siren on top for ridiculous reasons, <laughs> but it has fins like it it looked different than just a regular car where mm-hmm. this it and again the, the fins on like, i don't want someone to say oh, there's no fins on this it, it's like subtle on the back of it it but, scallops more than it is fins but yeah. yeah but just putting the bat logo on the side like branding it's stupid but <laughs> right so, and i get that and i think if you just took that exact car mm-hmm and maybe just put something on it to resemble the look of a bat or a cowl or anything. I'd be okay with it. And again, I don't dislike the car. To me, it's just I want something more ridiculous. And like 
there is no practical reason for the Batman and Robin Batmobile to work. Why on earth would Batman have a, a Batmobile that is opened, open-topped? But I will say, aesthetically, I like that Batmobile better. <laughs> and, and you know what? I'm not, I'm not even going to like tell you you're wrong or disagree with you. It's fine. I think... I think for me being being such a, a you know a car guy I do see this car as completely ridiculous because uh, especially like uh, as after building the, the the Lego Technic version of this car mm-hmm. and just seeing how uh, I mean this insane engine in the back yeah that it just cannot exist and this and- you know th- there's flames shooting out everywhere on this thing and, and I will even. Oh God! I'm oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I was gonna just to criticize myself because I'm not above like being wrong either. Mm-hmm. The tumbler does not look like a Batmobile. I recognize it as the Batmobile because of that film, right? And I love that film. And where and I think, I think that's if, like if this car was the Batmobile in Batman Begins, where we hadn't already gotten you know, how many Batman movies since with different Batmobiles, I'd probably be fine with it. Wouldn't even think twice about it. That's why, like, I didn't care about the Tumblr in Batman Begins. And, and that's, I think that's a, that's a big thing for me too, is looking at the Tumblr. I mean, yeah, that thing does, it looks nothing like a Batmobile. It looks like a tank, but it's a combination of a tank and a Lamborghini. Like that, they, that's what they did. And and I think that's what makes me roll my eyes the most is is when people are like, oh, can you just throw some big fins on it or something? I'm like, where do you see a fin on the tumbler? Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're absolutely right. And that's why, like, I'm looking at my Batmobiles on my shelf over here. Um, and that's where I was like, well, if you look at the tumbler, there's no fins on that. Like, it just looks like a black tank, which is fine. I just, again, just because something isn't what I would prefer, it doesn't make it wrong or bad. And right. I, I, when I watch this film, I might go out and buy a Batmobile because I, I then recognize that car as the Batmobile for a movie I love. Now, I will also say this, the Tumblr, I don't see a regular car where I think that's where I'm more forgiving, where if I look at the Batmobile, because I'm not a car guy, to me, it just looks like a souped up muscle car. Mm Mm-hmm. But again, I'm not going to harp on it. I don't care that much. I think it's in action, it's going to look awesome and ridiculous. And, you know, no cars have flames in the back of them. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's still it's still ridiculous. It's just not as ridiculous as I would prefer a Batmobile. But right. I don't care. I, I'm not going to harp on it. That's where... I will it, say... All this stuff works for the film. And we don't know where they're going either. Exactly. But I will, That's my but point. I, oh, go ahead. I also am a little disappointed because the Bat cycle has a freaking batman head or a cowl on the front of it so it's like you went completely ridiculous with the motorcycle Mm -hmm. you couldn't have just put that head on the front of the car well yeah and i and 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 i get that point and i'm I'm, i can't argue it i mean it it's valid but i still love it (laughs) like again i I like to play devil's advocate like it doesn't bother me like i think it would look stupid if there was just like a bat head on the front of the car but it looks ridiculous on the bat the the motorcycle but he did that so well i think i think if you throw like the old school like a like a steel plate on the front of this car that shaped like a battering ram that shaped in the in the you know like a bat bat head 
I think the old school ones, wasn't there? (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. But I think just that would put this car even more over the top and, and just, you know, just solidify it as a great Batmobile. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the last thing I'm going to say about that is, and I know some people don't want the beginning of Batman's story again, and that's okay. Uh, but it is what we're kind of getting. So go with it or not. That's, that's what's happening. Um, I don't think this is the be all end all only Batmobile we're going to see throughout the, the Reeves movies. Nope. Just from a superficial standpoint, that would be dumb because yes. they need to sell toys still. They just, right. It's even. So I think there is little... room over the series for this car to become what everybody wants it to be. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why at which will really tick me off because then I'm going to have to get another Lego set <laughs> when they, when they change it. But um, well, I thought the prequel to BVS eventually it turns into the you know the BVS Batmobile and all that, right? Oh, jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not touching that. That's um, that's how I see, it, and that's that's the story I'm sticking to. <laughs> and, yeah. Okay. Um, so now one of the things that I think me and you might agree with on more. Um, I love everything about Catwoman except for her mask. I don't know how you feel about this. Yeah, I mean, uh, everything else just makes sense. Like, it's just tights, right? Like, she doesn't have yeah. skin suit on. Um, I even like the claws. Well, they're her nails, aren't they? I don't know. I, I thought they were her nails. Like there's a, there's one scene where she's actually touching his face and it looks like she doesn't have gloves on. They're just her nails. Yeah. I assumed it was something she put on. But... Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Like it could be fake nails, but it's yeah. made to look like it could be like, they're not, it doesn't look like something that she could remove like on a nightly basis, but I don't know. I mean, they look like saber tooth claws from X-Men. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, they're definitely huge. But yeah, there's one scene where she's touching his face where it does look like they're yeah. at least prosthetic. I don't know if that's the right term for that, but like fake nails on her actual nails. But they look like, you know, huge cat claws. Yeah, so they're creepy I, look, I will say they that. are creepy. Look, I, I, I kind of like that. And I like, you know, her suit and everything else. But that mask. Yeah, they got to upgrade that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not crazy about the mask. It just seems... It just seems odd. It, mm. it looks awkward, the mask. But I love all the other stuff that's going along with her, which I said earlier, where she seems like she's just wearing a ton of different disguises or, um, you know, just different costumes throughout the film, which look mm-hmm. like it's going to be a lot of fun to see her, you know, change in and out of stuff and, and do different things, catch people off guard. That's very Catwoman. Yeah, agreed. But anyway, so far as aesthetics, I mean, is there anything, I mean, we have to mention, I think we both agree here, Colin Farrell's Penguin looks amazing. Yeah, there's nothing, I mean, if they screwed up aesthetically the Penguin. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it, at, at the beginning, I think, I think people wondered, you know, what they were going to do when they cast Colin Farrell, because you very well could have gone like the Emperor Penguin route. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they went full prosthetics and 
just made him, you know, almost classic penguin. He looks, <laughs> he looks amazing. Yeah. And I should have specified, like, just put him in a suit. Like that's all he has to wear is a tuxedo or a suit to look like, you know, the penguin costume. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could technically complain that he's not wearing a hat, <laughs> but I don't think it's necessary. Mm-mm. No, and or, I don't. It may not work for this version either. A big top hat. So, yeah. and I, I just think he looked great, and we really haven't seen much of him other than the one car scene. So I'm curious how big of a role he's going to play in the film. Again, we we don't know how long the movie's going to be. I've seen speculation with that, which I really, I hope it's three, three and a half hours long. I could, I, the more the better. But you hope that my wife does not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. My wife don't even go to the movies with me anymore, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I will take it as long as it can be. I don't care. But I just think there's probably, I hope there's a lot to this film that we have not seen. And I was talking the other day. I said, like, there's nothing better than when you go into the theater. And this happened to me with No Way Home. Uh, mm-hmm. When you get to that point in the movie and you're like, oh, none of this was in the trailer. I have no idea what's coming. That's so much fun. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I hate it. And, and we've seen it with several films in the past where all of the big set pieces, you're like, well, they showed you this in the trailer, you know, there's, I hate it when there's no big surprises, but I think with a storyteller like Matt Reeves, I think we're going to get a lot that we, we weren't anticipating. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, but aesthetics aside, one thing that I did want to talk about, before we uh, before we wrap up here is the the marketing that's going on outside of the trailers because we've got a little bit of viral marketing that I think is so interesting that we haven't seen really since the dark night and that's I mean they have this website set up and you've been to the website right Joe I went to it to do the riddles I think right I, that's the only because I think there's been more since then right or is that it Um, so they haven't updated it since then. Okay. But it's, it's R-A-T-A-A-L-A-D-A.com. Ratalada? Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't even know how people found this site. I had to ask and be like, like, where did this come from? Like the viral marketing is so quiet and like, like uh, cryptic that I'm like, yeah, I don't, I, I'm looking for it. I don't know what the hell happened, but. but it fits the Riddler. Being oh, yeah. so cryptic and so hidden. And y- interestingly enough, I found out through a little research online that people worked this out through little clues hidden on the posters that are in the movie theaters right now. Oh, uh, okay. Which I've looked at these posters in the movie theaters and have noticed none of this. So the Riddler would kill me very quickly. It appears. Yeah, hats off to you people because I couldn't even answer the damn questions. <laughs> yeah, so I answered like three times and I'm like, yeah, he he killed me. It was it was pretty easy for him to take me. So right. So th- thus far, and, and we're not gonna just in case you want to play along. If you haven't been to the website again, I'll, I'll read that out again. It's r a t a a l a d a dot com, and it's like um, it's like an old school HTML format. And it comes up, you, you get the green question mark, and it asks you a few questions. If you get them right, you get a little something um, from the movie. 
get a little image from the movie that you can click on and look at. And then once you finished, if you go back to the website, it will ask you another question and give you another, if you, you know, it doesn't matter your answer on the, on the next question. It, it gives you another little image. So I just, and it tells you, you know, that's all for now. Um, but, but check back soon. So the Riddler, it appears will have more for us on the lead up, uh, to the Batman coming in March. So this, this is really exciting. Uh, again, I don't think we've had anything like this since the dark Knight, but I love, uh, this little interactive viral marketing. Cause I, again, I think it fits the Riddler to a T. I think this is clever on WB's part or whoever put this together. Uh, and I'm interested to see what else we get out of this out of this website, this viral marketing website here. So, what do you what do you think overall, Joe, about how they're how they're kind of secretly, sneakily doing this? Well, I, I think it's really cool, but I also am grateful that we have people that can do this stuff for me because I, <laughs> it's way too complicated for me. The last thing I remember was actually the Dark Knight Rises, where they actually hid the chalk marks across uh, cities, and you yes, had to find the chalk right. marks, and that revealed the I'm trying to remember because there was also like small images to release the full image of Bane, the first image we got. Mm-hmm. Um, I know BVS did some stuff with Luther, with uh, Lex. Um, uh, crap, I'm drawing a blank of uh, what the heck is um, LexCorp. They did some LexCorp stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it was to this degree. There's definitely not been anything to this degree since the Dark Knight trilogy, which again, this is the first, I mean, everyone always says Batman is so overused. This is the first solo Batman film we've gotten in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is, it's just fun. It's just crazy that we're getting one again and two months away. It's crazy to think we should have gotten it last year and now we're getting it in two months from now. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and I don't, I think that's, that's a good kind of place to to put a pin in it and to wrap it up for this episode. We are um, we are officially on the road to the Batman, and that's going to be probably. I mean, we're going to do some other things, but up up and leading up to the movie, that's going to be a big talking point on this show: the road to the Batman. So this is kind of our first episode of that. So I'm excited to see what we get uh, moving forward. I'm with you. I kind of think we're going to get one more trailer, but I would be perfectly happy if they left it right here and just did a little bit more of the viral marketing. But I think, of course, we're going to get TV spots. We're probably going to get a final trailer. So, well, they um, they did have a TV spot yesterday or two days ago during the bowl games for football. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it tells you to go to the website to watch the full trailer. So they've already ramped up the, the TV marketing. Um that's pretty good for two months out. Usually you don't see TV spots two months out as far as I remember. Yes. And I will say, uh, I don't think we've, we mentioned it on this show, but about a month, maybe a little more ago, maybe two months ago, um, DC started advertising, uh, the Batman box set, which is a set of, is it three books, Joe? Oh yes. It's year one long Halloween. And is it zero year? I think it might be zero year. Oh, I don't remember. Now I got to look. But um, yeah, it's three trades. Hold on. I've got it right here. Yes, it's uh, it's Batman the Long Halloween, Batman Ego, and Batman Oh, year that's right. Which the Ego one is very intriguing. <laughs> yes, because we that's the one that Matt Reeves talked about. 
mm-hmm. but we haven't seen evidence of it in the trailers. That's where everyone's starting to think there might be an internal monologue and and some some inner turmoil. Excuse me, with Bruce, that's going to be very interesting. You know what, Joe? Since they put out this box set, that's that's an idea for the road to the Batman. Um, we have we've already talked about the Long Halloween, but we have not talked about Year One or Batman Ego. So, as part of this road to the Batman, I think we may cover those two books on some episodes before March. What do you think of that? You're giving me homework on on I, I am. Yep. Live. <laughs> no, that's. I actually read Ego. Um, I want to say you know shameless plug for the Batman Book Club with Ryan, but uh, I want to say he covered that last year, so I reread that last year. Um, and year one, I know pretty well, so that that's that's easy homework. Nice. Okay. Well, yep. Like I said, that's where we're going to put a pin in it for today. So, any any other thoughts before we before we leave, everybody, Joe? No, um, I mean, as we record this, it is January 2nd. Uh, I don't know when the episode is dropping, but we are, as of the 3rd, exactly two months away. Because the movie is supposed to release March 4th, which is a Friday, but we all know the movie actually releases March 3rd. Yeah, So we are two months to the day on January 3rd from... uh, from seeing this movie and I'm, I'm praying that I can get to New York to see this on the biggest IMAX screen in the country. I'm really hoping I'm able to do that. That's my plan. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah. I, I don't know where I'll see it yet. Um, but the biggest best screen I can get hopefully. So, but keep it right here, uh, for our coverage of the road to the Batman, but until our next episode, Joe, Thank you for joining me, buddy, and tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, thanks for for having me on again. Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jforn11 and on Facebook as Joe Forno. Very nice. And as for myself, you can find my personal accounts on Instagram and Twitter at mecarter89. That's M-E-Carter89. The show can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TFRBatPod. Uh, Once again, if you'd like to reach us by email, that's tfrbatpod at gmail.com. And if you take a moment out of your day to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, it greatly helps the show, helps us uh, gain exposure, and helps other people to find the show. So until we see you again, I hope that everyone had a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. And until next time, make sure you keep that bat signal lit and pointed skyward. created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane. The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast, is in no way associated with AT&T, Warner Brothers, or DC Comics. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are solely theirs and do not represent the companies that they work for. Thank you for listening. The answer is justice. Come on, vengeance. Let's get into some trouble.